What's good, everybody? And this week's episode is brought to you guys by our amazing partners at Skillshare. Skillshare is a one-of-a-kind learning community where you can learn all types of amazing skills, whether creative, entrepreneur, design, and so much more. Guys, you're going to love this episode. There's so much free game given on this episode, but the biggest thing is you guys need to level up and get on these skills, and that's what Skillshare does for you. It has so many classes from web design to Photoshop to Premiere, and there's so many things that you can learn today. And the best part, guys, that it is absolutely free. There's two free months of Skillshare Premium. Yes, that is two free months right now. Use the offer code roommates at checkout. Go to Skillshare.com. Use the offer code roommates. You get two free months. Learn a bunch of skills. Level up. Be able to get more resources. Be able to, you know, learn more creative things to make yourself not only more competitive in the market, but to create a better life for yourself. One more time, guys. Go to Skillshare.com slash roommates. You will not regret it. And let's go ahead and hop into this week's episode. This week on the Roommates Podcast. Safan, in 2020, what do women want? (laughs) (laughs) A relationship, number one. They want a relationship. I can yes. argue that. I don't think so, man. Listen, don't, I don't think so. Don't fall for the words coming out of people's mouths. Mm, all right, I have to. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of people screaming. I don't need a relationship. I don't want a man. I don't need a man. Blah 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 blah. But behind closed doors, they are still craving that. They still desire it. Men and women, they want a relationship. Start the show, baby. Back. (laughs) And guys, welcome to the roommates, guys. As you know, we are been having my series going on, lessons I wish my big brother taught me about women. I believe this upcoming week, this Saturday, is the very last episode. And so if we're gonna give you guys the last episode, we have to give you guys a gem Mm. of a guest to be able to bring it home. This is somebody who's a brother. Yes. Who is an uncle. Yes. Who is a big cousin. Yes. Who is a father figure. He is all these things in one. And with 100,000 subscribers later, hey. he is the beginning <laughs> of the roommates. Youth. If it wasn't for him, we would not even be on YouTube. Please, guys, welcome back to the show. The one, the only, Stefan Labossier. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you for bringing me back did on. I, did I get it this time? Better than the last time. <laughs> we had went on tour with this man. <laughs> we have ate and broke bread with this man. Enough. It was good enough. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Safan. Man, it has been... How, when was the last time he was on, Chris? Two years ago. Was it two years? 2018. It was two years. For no, sure. No, the last time? The last time. 2019 with you. Oh, yeah. It was last time. It was February 2019 when we did uh, yeah, uh, like our therapy session with yeah. 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 Therapy. Why, why, why you was like that? Yeah. Like, I had problems. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> so, Seth, what, what's been going on, man? You know, living life, uh, trying to get through this pandemic that, you know, that we're all dealing with. Uh, you know, trying to just keep walking in the purpose, help people. Just keep growing, you know what I'm saying? What's some of the new things you picked up? Some new random hobbies. <laughs> 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 random hobbies. Ain't no hobbies. You know, I, I, you know, I'm always on that fitness and health, you know what I'm saying? So been sticking with the plant-based diet, uh, been just trying to improve the workout and all these different things, raise the testosterone, stuff like that. But, 
you know, I, I kind of came into years already, came into this year already expecting or looking to take a break anyway. Mm. So it kind of perfectly aligned with the whole pandemic. Um, so I just really focused on growing spiritually, physically, mentally, you know, just getting everything in order so that the hope was to be ready by the second half of 2020, but we ain't got no damn second <laughs> half with this pandemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just getting ready for 2021 now. Yes, yes, yes. So, man, people have been really enjoying the series. And it's interesting because, like, the series is based upon so many conversations that we've had together, Chris and I have had together, and so many amazing men who who are in your work, you know, who are helping dating, relationship, all that good stuff. And I wish they could get the uncut version. (laughs) (laughs) I wish they could get the uncut version of our conversation. And I wanted to bring you in because, similar to Rebecca, like, you have interviewed, you have coached, you have met thousands, if not, you know, tens of thousands of women Mm -hmm. of all different ages, ethnicities, backgrounds. And so I feel like you have a really good understanding of women. And so what would you say in 2020 right now is a state of male-female relationships? The state of it? Yes. Mm. It's trash. (laughs) (laughs) I I just think the the disconnect between men and women is getting wider and wider and wider. Um, Men are rejecting what women are looking for. Women are rejecting what the men are looking for. Both are being very prideful. Uh, both are holding on to a lot of bitterness and anger. And there seems to be extreme movements being created from all of this. Mm. So it, it's just pulling men and women further away from each other instead of bringing them closer together. And so now I, I still believe and have hope that that's going to change. But I do think that we got a lot of uh, tension and a lot of separation going on between the sexes right now. And where do you think that tension's coming from? I mean, lack of healing, as always. You know, we always talk about, um, you know, bitterness from their past, but also bitter people passing down horrible advice Mm. and horrible guidance. You know what I'm saying? So you got maybe the woman who's been through it, and she's telling the next woman, you don't need a man, F these men, blah, 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 just pouring that negativity into her. You got men doing the same thing, F these girls, they ain't loyal, forget them, blah, blah, blah. And so... Their brokenness there is, is being passed on to generations after them. And it's just continuing this negative cycle, but no one's really giving the reality of, of how things should be looked at. All right. So what would you say is the source of all this pain and hurt? Like, where, where is all this pain and hurt coming from? You know, for the, for the vast majority of people, it's childhood. Mm. Um, don't get me wrong. Of course, relationships play a huge role, but... Childhood is like the beginning of the negative cycle for a lot of people. And so many individuals sweep that under the rug, um, especially like sexual abuse. We don't talk about that enough. You know what I'm saying? Abandonment issues, um, just toxic environments in the household. All these things then contribute to now bad decisions being made, uh, people getting with the wrong individual, low self-esteem, and it just goes from there. And, And now... We live in this world that tries to validate the negative states that we're in. Mm. So, you know, if, if we're eating unhealthily, uh, you know, they try to... You, you can't say anything because mm. now you're shaming that person. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? If this person is behaving in this way, now you're shaming this person. Everyone's trying to shield themselves from any criticism and just validate where they stand. But a lot of people are going about things in an unhealthy manner and it needs to be fixed. Hmm. 
And what are some of the ways you feel like people can fix? Is it like their friends have to call them out on certain things or is it the stuff they digest and they're looking for, you know, things to make them feel better and make them have excuses and reasons to continue in that bad behavior? Well, so the, the problem with the friends thing is broken people hang around broken people. Mm. All right. So and, and I'm not going to say that's like every last person, yeah. but a lot of people, you know, misery likes company. And, and that negative energy wants to congregate together because, again, it helps them feel valid in their negative energy. So friends don't aren't typically the best source of guidance and information because you don't know what they're dealing with. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And what biases they may have because of their hurt and their pain and disappointment. So it is seeking professional help. You know what I'm saying? Um, for those who are spiritual, seeking professional help and talking to God. Like, you can't... You can't say God's a part of your life, but you don't go to him for guidance. You don't go to him to seek uh, how to better approach situations, and you're not trying to grow in life. you know. But you need some a third party who, who has not just experience, but an understanding of how to see what the issue is, and it give you proper guidance on how to correct it. Because a lot of people go into therapy and they ain't getting no damn help. Yeah, yeah. They, they're in therapy, but they're just venting. They're just having venting sessions. And I don't want to knock any therapists. I love all helping professionals. But the reality is, therapist, coach, whatever, if all you're doing is just venting all day, you're not, you're, all you're learning how to do is cope and manage. You're not curing anything. Yeah. And so that's why you got people who can say, well, I've been to a therapist. Yeah, but you're still broken. You're still miserable. You're still carrying that negative energy. Now, that's a good point because I was thinking about I think you and I were talking about it one day how like people have been going to therapy for years but nothing has changed. Exactly. You know, that's like a if you're an athlete and you're injured and you go into, you know, physical therapy for years and you still got the same injury, you mm -hmm. you ain't going to that therapist no more. <laughs> exactly, you know? exactly. You know what I mean? And so I, that's when I was like, I think you and I talked about it. People really don't know what it means to like be healthy and to mm -hmm. be healed. Like everyone's like, I'm going on my self-love journey and all that other nonsense. But it's like, what what are tangible signs that people can know, like, the therapy was successful, the healing was successful, and I'm a better person today? Well, one, if, if you are still carrying negative perceptions that were based on your experiences, you haven't healed. Mm. So if you've been played by a guy, and now you still think all men are dogs, you can't tell me you're healed and you're still believing that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? you got to uh, reject any negative perceptions that came about from your experiences. Yeah. Also, are you prepared to be vulnerable with people? Yeah. Again, you can't say I'm healed from that relationship, I'm ready for a relationship, but I'm not willing to put my heart out there. Yeah. That means you're still scared. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You still have walls up, so you have not healed. Um, and, and I think those are really the main two things. I think a lot of people just try to look at, well, I'm not thinking about this person anymore and all this. Listen, you can still think about them and be healed. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's not really that. It's are you rejecting those negative perceptions? Are you thinking in a more positive manner? Are you willing to be vulnerable? If you are, then you're good to go. But if not, you still need some work done. And I, I will add one more. Okay. When you can speak about the experience and it doesn't trigger you. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, what happens is they bury these situations. But then when you get them talking, you feel that energy starts to come out. Some people might get emotional. Some people, you can tell they're starting to get more tense. They're getting angry. And so they're trying to fight, letting it show that it's bothering them. But if you're in tune, you can see, okay, this is still a trigger for you. Mm. That means you have not healed. Because when you heal, you can talk about it, and it's, uh, you're at peace with it. Mm. It's all good.
It sounds like a lot of work that people got to do. Damn right, it's a lot of work. <laughs> but like, what are some of those benefits of like those work? I feel like people understand that they have those baggages that they're carrying. But no, they don't. But go ahead. Okay, go ahead. Well, you're the expert, brother. Yeah. But uh, they, I feel like they don't understand how much work that it requires and what the positive outcomes in doing the work that requires to be healed. Okay. So, so one, yeah, I think. I think a lot of people aren't really aware. Or you know what? I'll say this. They might be aware that they have some issues. Mm -hmm. They're not aware of how those issues are impacting their life. Or oh, well, probably where, they came, where it came and from. Where it too. came from completely. And, and how much of a deterrent it is from them getting what they're looking for in life. Yeah. All right? So people will say, well, uh, this person has issues and they got into a relationship. Number one, you don't know what kind of relationship that is. All right, but now you're using that to justify how my issues ain't that big of a deal. Yes, they are. A lot of times, the issues we're holding on to are the exact reason why we're ending up in messed up situations and messed up relationships. Now, as far as the benefits, um, it's kind of like eating healthy. Sometimes you don't realize how good you'll feel when you when you change your diet until you actually go a few weeks without eating those bad things. So a lot of people, they've been conditioned and they're so used to walking in brokenness that they don't know what it is to feel healthy emotionally. Mm -hmm. They don't understand how much different, how much happier, how much more energetic, how much more focused they would be if they finally healed. So those are the benefits. The benefits, your overall quality of life yeah. is going to improve. But not just from what we see and how we feel. Even biologically, in our bodies, again, all that emotional stress, pain, fear starts to uh, turn into disease in the body. You know what I'm saying? And it starts to wreak havoc. So when we can release that from our system, from our spirit, we will benefit even physically. Even if you can't see it right now, you've completely altered the trajectory of your life when you finally emotionally heal. No, and, and, and that's the part where it's like, I mean, you and I talk about it all the time, just all the work that goes into that. And most people, they don't want to do the work. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? They don't, they just want to get to the fun stuff. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, they yeah. just want to get to the, 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 the tomfoolery and all that stuff. So I, I really want to challenge people that before, we want to get into the good stuff, but I really wanted to start with that part of the episode so people can really understand the importance that if you don't heal, if you don't do the internal work, all the rest of the things we're going to talk about is irrelevant yeah. for you. Yeah, exactly. Now to the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> now to the good stuff. Safan, in 2020, what do women want? <laughs> a, a relationship, number one. They want so, a relationship. You think so? I can argue yes. that. I don't think so, man. Listen, don't, I don't think so. Don't fall for the words coming out of people's mouths. Mm, all right? I have to. No, no. <laughs> There's a lot of people screaming, I don't need a relationship, I don't want a man, I don't need a man, blah, 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 blah. But behind closed doors, they are still craving that. They still desire it. Men and women, they want a relationship. But they want a real one. They want one that they don't have to worry about getting played. They want one where they can trust this person is going to pour into their needs. They want a real healthy relationship. And so the problem is, a lot of those people who say, I don't need or I don't want one is because they don't believe a good one exists. All right? They don't think that's that's realistic in today's world. So rather than get my hopes up high, let me just convince myself I don't want it. But even if you can honestly say right now or you've convinced yourself to believe that right now you don't want it, watch in a few years. 
You know, at some point, it catches up to you. Your true desire cannot be suppressed forever. Mm. And it's going to come to the surface, and you're going to realize, no, you did want it. And now, you got to look back, because now you've wasted all these years mm. BSing yourself, mm. all right? Mm. Running amok, living life however, not working on you, not becoming the partner that the kind of individual you would want would want in return. And so now, you're starting from square one when you finally realize, damn, I really want this, and I can't keep trying to deny this. I rebuttal to that. Uh, rebuttal away. So, do you feel like relationships are were more in 2010 versus a 2020? Like, are they more common <laughs> in 2010? Or are they more common in 20? Like the number wise. Number wise. Yeah. I, okay. So I would say they were more common in 2010 okay. than 2020. Yes. Why you think that is? Because people are jacked up, and, and people okay. are, people are. Again, they have such negative perceptions of love and relationships. People are jaded, you know what I'm saying? And so they don't look at it in a positive light anymore. People, When people say, I don't want a relationship, what they're saying is, I don't want the headache I believe comes with a relationship. I don't want the drama, the hurt, the disappointment that comes with it. But the reality is that you can have a relationship without all of that. You can have a healthy one, but again, they don't think that exists. Now, I will say that the internet, and more specifically IG, has made it harder, in my opinion. I used to always say, it's not social media, it's the person. And I, and I still believe, listen, relationships don't fail because of social media. Social media exposes what was wrong in that relationship. But, but, <laughs> IG has really affected people's perceptions of what's realistic, of what they're looking for. I think men getting caught up in, in what they're seeing online with some of these women and projecting that onto other women. Uh, women now getting caught up in wanting more lavish lifestyles, and, and that's altered their willingness to work with a guy who may not be rich. You know what I'm saying? I think there's a lot of impact coming from what social media and specifically what Instagram is showing people. Yeah, because I feel like they would rather be single you know, make their money, live independently. If you look at some of the, the women rap artists, how they live in their life, and even their IG models, how they live in their life single, you know, doing what they want, have their own control, ain't got to worry about a man. You know what I mean? If they do get in a relationship, it's going to be, you know, with the rich guy that can spoil them, that can sponsor them, that can, you know, take care of them. If it's not that guy, then I might as well just get the bag myself. That's why I feel like nowadays... A lot of women don't want and be in a relationship unless it's one of those. But you, but again, you you falling for the hype and the lies. Okay. All right. There's a smoke screen going on. So, for example, um, there's this esthetician I go to, and she has a lot of IG models as her clients. And she told me, she said, "Look, don't be fooled. These women, when they come to her for their appointments, are all they're talking about is how they want a man, how they want a relationship." What they're showing you on IG is not in, is is not the reality of what they're expressing in their real life. You know what I'm saying? It's just that one. Some of these women don't want to show that they got a man because they're afraid about the next woman coming to try to snatch them up. All right. So now you have this whole thing where they don't even show the dude's face if they do post them on, I've on seen the a internet. Lot of girls do that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So so many of them are either in a relationship or working towards one or hoping for one to happen. But they don't want to seem like they're pressed for one. You know what I'm saying? Also, they don't want other women talking trash about, oh, well, you want a relationship, but you over here still single. You know what I'm saying? So let me act like, nah, I'm good the way I am. And even when you mention rappers, 
Yo, a lot of these rappers is in relationships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some yeah. of them even married. I was just telling some dudes, like, some of your favorite rappers are married and you would never know it. People are fronting online. So again, they want relationships, but people are trying to give off this, this, this image of I'm good, single, I'm fine, I don't need this, blah, 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 blah. It's lies, man. Mm. It's all lies. Okay, maybe the one, you might be right. But <laughs> how they had the way to get there is like they, when they're projecting all these lies, it's like you're not going to end up getting what you truly desire. That's, and, see, and that's what they don't, some of them don't realize. You can't project and front like that and think it's going to work in your favor and you're going to get what you're looking for. You're shooting yourself in the foot. Mm. Because now, for example, if you're a woman... And let's say you're even one of these IG models and there are dudes who want to get at you, but now they think you don't want a relationship. They think you're independent, whatever. Then you're going to have less opportunities of good quality men shooting their shot because they think you're not on that. Whereas the dude who just wants to fly you out and have sex with you, he don't care. He don't care if you are happy to be single, whatever. Because he just, he, if anything, he's glad you claim that you happy to be single. Because he don't want that problem in his life. He just want to enjoy himself with you and be out. So yeah, they don't realize how that putting that out into the atmosphere is actually working against them. Mm. So if you say you believe that women want relationships, what do you think the kind of guy women are looking for? Financially stable. Okay. Uh, number one. Is there a number to that, or is just? Uh, a specific number? <laughs> or is it just like, you know, high surplus with your, no matter money you make, mine is your expensive. I, I you think it surplus. depends, and I don't, want this to, I don't want this to sound bad. It's about to sound But <laughs> I think it depends on the, the quality of the woman or her self-perceived quality. Mm. Okay, All bring right? that down for the <laughs> Bring it down. Well, I mean, that listen. <laughs> If the woman perceives herself as this highly desirable woman, uh, uh, you know, bad, B, queen, whatever, um, her willingness to work with a dude who's not making, I don't know, and I'm just throwing out a random number. Let's just say 75K, 100K is less likely. You know what I'm saying? When you don't have that perception of self, you're much more willing to, to widen your options <laughs> and, and deal with guys who may not be there financially. Yeah. So I think it really depends on the person's self-esteem, their confidence, how they perceive themselves. You know what I'm saying? Um, so financial stability is definitely one of those things. You know, I, I, I will always say it. Women want masculine energy, period. You know what I'm saying? Even the ones who screaming that screaming against it desire masculine energy. That's what women are drawn to. So I feel they want that... Um, I have to say again, financial stability. I know I said it the first time, but <laughs> I really think in today's world, it's become even more of an issue. And again, the one, the ones who say it's not, I feel like some of them are fronting. Like, yeah, you can deal with it initially, but after a certain amount of time, you're going to get tired of the fact that this dude don't make a good amount of money or isn't stable enough to take care of certain things. You know what I'm saying? And in today's world where I feel like more and more people are traveling, like... It's almost like your financial position is also determined on, can you take me on vacation? Yeah. Can we go places? Because, again, once upon a time, traveling wasn't as prevalent as it is now. But now with IG and everyone going all these different places, a lot of people are looking at that. But, again, I, I think there are plenty of women out there who don't care about the money as much, don't care about the traveling as much. But, unfortunately, are these the women that a lot of men are desiring? 
And if they're not, then there's still a disconnect because they can say, okay, I'm cool with that. But the kind of guy they want is not necessarily wanting them all the time. And vice versa. It's the same thing that happens with, with dudes who aren't financially stable. So, I mean, what else? What else do women want? I, I, I mean, in general, again, I think women want masculine energy. I think women want financial stability. I think women want more honesty and transparency. I think women want men who know how to hold a damn conversation. And I say it like that because a lot of dudes don't know how to hold a conversation. You know what I'm saying? And so that's been a problem for a lot of people while trying to date and get to know each other. So, and, and with knowing how to hold a conversation, men who are better at communication um, and, and, and men who are about something in their life, you know what I'm saying, who have some kind of vision, have some kind of plan, you know what I'm saying, who don't have to be carried on, their, on the woman's back. Who can carry the? Who can stand on their own two feet? You know, I think that's what women truly desire. Um, but I think there's just still a disconnect because even the ones who want that, if that kind of guy came their way, they wouldn't know what to do with it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like I was just talking to this other dude the other day. Like you got women who say, "I want that successful man." Then you get with him, and now you stress him out because he does what he does to be successful. He's busy, he's working, he's hustling, and you don't know how to deal with that no more. You know what I'm saying? Or you want this really good-looking guy, but then you get getting jealous because all these women are on his IG hitting him up. Even though he ain't doing nothing, yeah. you feel some kind of way. So a lot of women have to ask themselves, can you even handle being with the guy you say you want? Mm. And mm. a lot of them, aside from the two reasons I just gave you, when we add they have not healed, then oh my goodness, it, it that now it's like yo, yeah. this it's 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 a struggle. It's a struggle, which adds to more of the disconnect. Because now, can you think about that conundrum? We have all these people who want this type of individual, but aren't truly ready to handle that type of individual. And so now you either settle or you convince yourself about being happy being single. Yeah. And one of the things like to what you what you shared, I feel like for a lot of the average guy, like they're struggling because I personally think that the the female standard has everyone has went up a notch. Mm. You know what I mean? If you were driving, you know, Toyotas, now you Lexus. You know what <laughs> I mean? Everybody Hondas, Acuras, everyone went up a notch. And so I feel like for the average everyday guy, you know, back in the early 2090s, the girls that were checking for you, they don't check for you anymore because they want the guy who can take them on vacation and fly them out and have, you know, the, the, the picture-perfect relationship on IG. So I feel like a lot of the average guy today is struggling because I feel like the women's standards have went through the roof. Yeah, I think because, again, going back to IG, women are now seeing other women get this treatment. Yeah. So before you could convince yourself, well, listen, it, you, you're really lucky to come across this, but now it seems yeah. in abundance, you know what I'm saying, or a greater abundance than it once was before. And so that makes it harder to accept less than that, you know what I'm saying? Um, but again, I still think that there are plenty of women. I think a lot of times when we talk about these issues, we're really talking about the desirable people. All right, or the highly desired, meaning there's maybe let's say 80% of women are are not again the girl on IG. They're not the women that all these men are chasing after, whatever. Just and when I say average, I mean just common women, but nice women of all types of uh, different backgrounds, whatever. And but when we say women want money, 
and they're so focused on the financial and, t- and flying them out, I feel like we're really focus on, focusing on the 20% mm-hmm. that the men are chasing after to where they're being, they're having that thrown in their face. Yeah. All right? Same thing on the flip side. It's like, yo, when women say men are dogs or men, men don't know how to be faithful, you're really focusing on the top 20%. These dudes who have so many options and don't know how to control themselves. But the 80% of dudes who just want one woman who would just be happy in a relationship, we're not focusing on them. So it skews our perceptions of things. So I do think, again, there are tons of women and men who aren't buying into this uh these raised expectations these raised standards even though i agree with you it has gone up a notch and i think even with amongst those 80 percent, it's still gone up but i think the 20 percent has jumped it up a lot more you know what i'm saying on both sides what what men are now expecting their woman to look like is different than what it was 10 20 years ago you know what i'm saying and what women are expecting for that man to have in his pockets is different than 10 20 years ago but I, I would argue that the majority would just be happy to have a relationship. But, you know, everybody has a, a level of pickiness somewhere, mm. whether they want to acknowledge it or not. So what do you think the solution is? Do you think people <laughs> like lower their standards or you think people should raise their qualifications? Well, you know, I believe in raising your qualifications. <laughs> all right? that, that has to be the focus because forget... Finding a partner for your own self, for your own quality of life, raise your damn qualifications. So break down for the average guy right now, what does it mean for him to raise his qualifications? What do you got to do? All right. Number one, find your purpose. Yeah. If you are a man, find your purpose. Everything else can fall into proper alignment when you figure out where you're going, with, where you're going in life and what you're supposed to be doing. Not to mention that if your desire is to have a relationship women are, are they respect a man with purpose. Mm-hmm. They are drawn to a man with purpose. They will hold him in higher regard. So that's going to do well for that man. Um, I do think creating financial stability is important. Regardless of what women want, you need that for yourself, all right? Um, I think a lot of guys, the reason why they don't have it is not because it's unattainable. It's because poor planning, mm-hmm. um, not, not having a proper vision and, and not having the proper work ethic to make it happen. You got to put in the work. You can't just be lazy about things. Too many dudes have been coddled growing up, all right? A lot of mothers, unfortunately, and I understand why. They're nurturers. They want to love their children. It's not in them to try to have to always create this structure of discipline. They just want to love their son, but they coddle him. And so now he grows up to be a grown boy who doesn't know how to stand on his own two feet. That's a problem. So if you are trying to raise your qualifications as a man... You've got to find that fire within you to work, to to have pride in in being productive in life. You know what I'm saying? So find your purpose, um, being productive, you know what I'm saying? uh, Creating financial stability as well. And I do think that men, even though women don't make um, as much of an issue with physical presentation as men do, it is a factor. A lot of women act like they don't looks isn't a, ain't a big deal. It is a damn big deal to damn near everybody, even them. Um, so I do think that men need to tap into finding proper physical presentation. And again, this isn't just for women because in business, if you go to an interview looking sloppy as hell, you're not getting the job. Yeah. So why you think walking around looking sloppy and homely is going to get you a nice woman? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got to learn how to tighten up. Again, you ain't got to wear designer. You ain't got to look like the dudes on TV or whatever. 
But you got to learn how to present yourself in a good, clean, professional, strong, confident manner. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I believe if you do that, that's going to help raise your qualifications. And I'll add one more. Learn to have a conversation. I really think men learning how to carry good conversation is a very powerful tool when trying to get the type of woman you want. You know what I'm saying? Because again, the average dude does not know how to have a conversation. So what, what's like a good, like, like what are some techniques or what, what does a good conversation mean for guys who are oblivious to it? Having depth to, you, to, to what you talk about, be, being able to go past the surface. I think what men have to do, again, this is where purpose also contributes to being able to have a conversation. Because when you have purpose, you're now going in a lane where you're becoming more educated in that subject. Whether, whatever you're a coach or a doctor or uh, whatever, right? So now by becoming more educated, because you have to for the sake of carrying out your purpose, you have something of, of depth that you can bring to the table in conversation. Just having that helps. You know what I'm saying? A lot of dudes don't have that thing that they can talk about and that the woman could actually learn something from. Like, she wants to learn something from you. She wants to know that you are a master of something, that you're great at something. So just finding things that you are passionate about and you can speak about is going to help you be able to have great conversation. But then become well-rounded. You know, look up some politics stuff. Not that you got to be a big on it. You ain't got to be a master of everything. I need you to be a master of something, but then have some, some points of knowledge in other areas. That will allow you to have different conversations, talk about life, talk about what's going on in life. That is where you can have good conversation with somebody. Mm. Yeah, and I, and I think the most important thing you said, like you said, is finding purpose. So what are some of the steps that those men can find find, find their purpose? Well, number one, stop chasing damn women. Yeah. That, that's number one. Well, I like women. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, like it's so hard to figure your purpose out when you're such in a mindset of going after women, 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 sex, sex, sex. It's like, yo... You got to pull away from that. I, I really think if a dude is serious about finding his purpose, a lot of dudes ain't going to like hearing this, but it's going to be real. Be abstinent for at least a period of time. How well, be more detailed, brother. All they- right. I, I'm, I'm going to throw out the number three months. At least. All right? Yeah. At least three months where you're going to say, okay, you know what? I'm not chasing after women. I'm not going to try to have sex. Hell, if you can't, if you've been watching porn, turn the porn off. I know that's going to be tough for a lot of dudes, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying, remove as many distractions as possible, all right? And really now hone in on, okay, what am I passionate about? If you're spiritual, talking to God. Okay, God, what do you want me to do in my life? What's next? Start to read. Reading can ignite a fire in you. You know what I'm saying? When you start to read the right books and you start to see what starts to really Speak to your spirit. You know what I'm saying? Read books that successful people have read. Um, these are different ways that will really get you moving in that direction. But I, I really believe if, you really, if you're serious about this, start with the abstinence and removing women for a, at least a three-month period of time. I, I would say even more. And here's what's, what's crazy. If you, there's a lot of jokes that's made on TV shows, cartoons, like when dudes give up women how they become, like, ultra-productive. Like, there was an episode of Seinfeld. Don't judge me if you think something about Seinfeld. But there's an episode of Seinfeld where George, uh, the ball headed dude yeah. on, the ep- on the show, 
he like I guess stopped having sex and then he became like crazy smart. <laughs> like and he's like rocket scientist smart. Yeah, yeah. And then the minute he has sex, all gone. He's back to being stupid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's a joke, but it's real. Like we're really dumbed down by our desires and pursuit of sex and women that we're not living to our higher selves because we're not allowing uh, giving ourselves the time to tap into that. And I really think and, and listen, you'll you'll eventually get back to having sex. You'll leave, not saying you should cuz you know I'm all about God and and the best thing is to wait till marriage, but regardless of where you stand, you will have an opportunity to get back to that. Sacrificing 3 months hell, even a year of your life of not pursuing women and sex will be worth it. I guarantee any man who does at least the 3 months and really goes in intentional He's going to be able to say, you know what? This was productive. This was worth it. No man has done that that I know of and has said, man, this was a waste of my damn time. Mm. No, that's real because, I mean, like when AMS was here, we talked about like that delayed gratification. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people who, are, you know, watch our content, they're familiar with the, the whole no fat movement. And yeah. I really, and basically it's just, you know, guys stopping pornography and masturbation. But I think a lot of, a lot of the results that came from it comes when you're, no pun intended. <laughs> wow. You did. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. You really tickled about that, huh? <laughs> Wow. But I think a lot of the stuff that comes from that is like what you described. When you're, when you're not chasing women, you have to chase other things. You know, when you're not... And, and, and I remember you and I were talking about it, and you were saying that what if men... Instead of the, between the age of 18 and 23, instead of chasing women, took that five-year period to discover their purpose, to work, to build wealth, you know, to invest into real estate, to learn the stock market, you know, to learn about mutual funds. And then afterwards, even if you wanted to hit the streets in your, you know, latter years, you would have built such a great foundation for success, but men do the opposite. They waste their time 18 to 30 chasing women and now 30 trying to figure it all out. Exactly. And, and that's the thing. It's just proper planning. And I, and I really believe that. Like, I, I hope one day a movement will start where we get guys, like you said, 18 to like 23. Don't worry about the women right now. Yeah. Focus on you. Focus on fixing your credit, setting yourself up to buy a home, um, finding your purpose, gaining experience in that lane. Because again, a lot of people, like you said, you wait till you're 30-something to try to figure your career out. Now you're starting from scratch because you ain't got experience, because you've been jumping around from job to job. Yeah. You've built nothing, no strong foundation. And then, God forbid, you end up having kids along the way with mm. women that you ain't trying to be with, mm -mm. all right? So now, you gotta, you're behind the eight ball because now you got child support you got to worry about. You got possibly baby mama drama. Like, so many men's lives have been, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Have been hindered, have been thrown off track because you got too caught up in women and sex. Mm. And it's like, yes, take that 18 to 20. And let's be real, bro. The real fun don't happen until after 23 anyway, yeah. if you're trying to have yeah. fun, all right? So don't worry about those years. Those are probably the best years to lock in, focus on you, your growth, Leave the women alone. You can get to them later. Yeah. You see what women do to us? <laughs> <laughs> they are the goddamn problem. They are the <laughs> Now to, uh, to go to the women, like what are some of the things that you feel like women need to do in order to, you know, do better in the dating world? You know, so I think we could apply the same logic to women. If women from 18 to 23 stayed away from men, because 
and I would even drop it lower. If women from 15 <laughs> to 23, and the reason why I say that is because, again, outside of childhood trauma, a lot of women's brokenness happens in that age range with relationships and men, mm. all right? And in that age, men around their age, because typically that's what they're dating, um, are not ready and mature enough to give them the love that they're looking for yeah. at that time. Even if they date older, it can be tough because, again, have you honed your skills to know if this older guy is serious about you or just trying to take advantage of you? You know what I'm saying? So to me, 18 to 23 would be a great time for women to once again lock into finding your own purpose, cultivating yourself as a woman, really deciding as a woman, okay, do I want marriage in my life? And if I do, let me take these years to develop the qualities of a wife. A mm. lot of women want marriage and ain't wifey material. Mm-hmm. They're good women, <laughs> good women, good women everywhere, but they are not wifey material, and they don't understand that. They don't realize that. This is why, yes, so many dudes will lay up with you, but they're not trying to commit to you. They're not trying to put a ring on you because you are overlooking the actual qualities you need. So I, I think that women could do the exact same thing. If we're going to be more specific, I think, um, one... Again, I think just staying away from the damage. That's it. That's it. Because that, <laughs> you know what's funny? There was this interesting survey because me and Francis did an episode. We were analyzing different ethnicities and marriage and relationships, and we found that Asian women had the highest marriage rate. And there's a mm. billion of reasons why. But one mm. thing that we found out was that Asian women date later. Mm. They date later than every ethnicity. And not trying to pick on us. But the black women date the earliest. Mm. And what they found is that, you know, many studies have shown that like losing your virginity at a young age for a woman, less likely, more likely to be divorced, more likely to have marital marital instability. So I think what happens to like what you're saying, what the, happens with Asians is that, you know, they, you know, you know, focus on school and all that stuff, and then they, they date later, and by then they're what better able to choose, you know, not having these broken relationships, not having all these issues, whereas the girls who were dating earlier on, you know, you break up at 15, 18, 21, 23, you're done with guys. Exactly, exactly. And again, the woman at that age is not, in many cases, and I don't want to say like a blanket statement, like if you're a woman in that age range, you're simply not emotionally ready for it. But the vast majority are not. You know what I'm saying? The vast majority still have some development to go in that. And, and, and don't get me wrong. It's not that a woman in that age range can't find true love in a real relationship. But what most are doing is jumping from relationship to relationship or staying in toxic, unhealthy relationships. Yeah. And it's only compounding the damage. So, yes, I do believe that staying clear from that, which... Now what happens is, so one of the issues that we're finding with a lot of women and not being wifey material is a lack of feminine energy, yeah. all right? Well, what triggers or what causes a lot of them to lack the feminine energy? Damage that they went through when they were younger. So if we eliminate the damage, we just increase the feminine energy. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So that's why that plays such a huge role by itself. I also think what comes to mind is when women talk about... Um, they don't want to have to be in a position where they have to rely on a man, which, number one, I really believe comes from a very unhealthy place, and, and that's something that needs to be addressed in society. But even if that's your concern, if you took 18 to 23 to focus on you developing qualities, working in a certain career, you could stack up in a way and invest that you will always have your little nest egg if anything goes wrong with a dude. 
You see what I'm saying? Like you can build up your cushion so that you will still be safe in financially and have your own. But again, what a lot of women doing is they're getting caught up in these relationships. And when a woman gets caught up in a relationship and she, uh, I won't say she's not ready, but just in general, when you get caught up, it can be such a distracting thing. So many women, like I have a quote that says, so many women are not walking in their purpose because they're with a man that they don't belong with and who's mm-hmm. holding them back. You know what I'm saying? He's like an anchor in their life. And that can ha- that happens to men as well. Mm-hmm. But so many people don't realize how they're derailing the quality of their life because they're jumping into the wrong relationship and they're doing it too soon before they're really ready. And that point is really good because I, I think that's what a lot of guys deal with. And I think... For the nice guys, you know, mm. the guys raised by their mothers. Because I feel like there's a, there's a large segment of guys who people don't know about, people don't talk about who are these nice guys who, you know, taught, you know, catering to women, caring about a woman, putting a woman on a pedestal, all that good stuff. And what happens is I feel like a lot of them are in a really unhealthy relationships, but they have no idea that it's unhealthy because mm-hmm. they think it's the norm. And I'm not trying to pick on moms here, but what happens is when you're a man, when you're a young boy and you're raised in a house where mom is the boss, you're used to being bossed around by a woman. Mm-hmm. And so then when you enter a relationship, you just think, oh, that's just how it's supposed to be. So mm-hmm. for the nice guys who are in these unhealthy relationships, what are some signs that you give men to be cautious of that, hey, this kind of woman you need to leave because it's only going to produce more headaches and issues in your life. Well, I think you you struck on one of the big points. She's bossy. Yeah. I think a woman who's very bossy is really controlling, all right? And if she's controlling, it's because, again, she has defense mechanisms. She has her walls up. She does not want to be vulnerable in that way. That woman is less likely to truly give her heart to you. You know what I'm saying? Because she can't never fully trust that you as a man can do what you're supposed to do with it. So bossiness and, and, and being overly aggressive. And when I say overly aggressive, I mean more so in how she speaks to you and how she even speaks to other people. Yeah. Like pay attention to how the woman handles other individuals. Mm-hmm. It will show you a lot. You don't have to, like sometimes a woman could be sweet to you in certain moments, but she's a real B to yeah. other other women, other guys, or whatever. That's a red flag. Yeah. That's something to look at because what that's saying to me is she might be playing a nice role with you right now, but there's an other side of her gonna that's going to eventually come soon. out. Exactly. When, when she gets like comfortable, <laughs> when she get comfortable, it's going to come out. So yeah. I, I do think the bossiness, um, I, I, I think being combative. Now, I don't want women to, to mistake that. I don't want women to think that means you can't have an opinion. You should have an opinion. You should express yourself. But when everything I say is being met with resistance and being shot down, that's a problem. You know what I'm saying? And again, it goes back to almost this level of control. I have to have my opinion conquer yours. I have to be the one that is right in this situation. That's a defense mechanism. There's something else going on there. You know what I'm saying? A third thing is she's negative as hell. Mm-hmm. You cannot allow yourself. I don't care how fine she is. I don't care if she has a great job. I don't care about any of that. If she's negative, you will suffer as a man, period. 
And in the long run, this is not going to play out well for you. So you got to recognize when you're dealing with a negative woman. Now, some people will say, I'm not negative, I'm a realist. No, you're negative, <laughs> all right? You're pessimistic yeah. and negative. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yes, it, it's one thing to have moments where you have to rain on someone's parade because they're looking at things through rose-colored glasses. Yeah. But when you're always giving the negative side, everything, again, you're shooting it down. There is no optimism in your voice and in your perception of things. That's a problem. Yeah. You can't deal with that. To me, those are three big signs like, yo, this is not going to be good. You know what I'm saying? And then I will also say this, because this is important for the nice guys to hear. You got to take a step back and ask yourself, is she really doing for me or am I just doing for her? Mm. What I've noticed with a lot of nice guy relationships is... He gets so caught up in putting her on a pedestal, treating her like a queen, which you should, all right? But he gets so consumed by that that he doesn't even realize she does nothing for him. Mm -hmm. She's just there. She's pretty. She entertains your conversation. But what does she actually do for you? Mm. You know what I'm saying? A woman who loves you, who's genuine about you, wants to give. Women are natural givers. So if you're pouring into a woman, she'll want to give it back to you 10 times. If she's really into you. And hell, even some who aren't really into you, that's what they're going to do because that's their true nature. So when they're not doing that, that's a huge sign. This girl's just using you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So take a step back because we get... I, and I, can, I say we because I've even noticed before in my life where, okay, wait a minute. What was she really doing for me? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What, what was, what's really the benefit of being with her? Yeah. That's so good, mm. man. And mm. I, I remember... Uh, you know, I hope she's not watching. <laughs> but I remember I was dating this one girl, and I realized that I kind of created a culture where she didn't feel like she had to do anything. Mm. You know? And I feel like, like you said, a lot of nice guys create a culture where I'm your servant, and I'm here to take care of your every need. Mm -hmm. And then eventually, months later, you realize, hold on, what, is she, what has she done for me? Exactly. Exactly. And, and that's what it is. That's what it is. And, and again, and then part of it is l losing a sight of your value and your confidence as a man to where now you think I have to keep doing for her even though she's not doing for me in return. Like some women don't realize, women swear the dynamic is always women just doing for the man. Nah, in these nice guy relationships, I know dudes who cook, clean, pay the bills, everything. Women not doing nothing. Mm. Married to women like this. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And again, just to be fair, the fact that you even allowed yourself to, to, to be in that situation speaks to something deeper within you that needs to be resolved, mm. all right? Because you have men who have abandonment issues. You have men who have low self-esteem. You have men who are very insecure due to past relationships or childhood. And so that contributes to them fighting so hard for this woman to accept them and embrace them that they just want to give, 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 but they're getting nothing in return. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. Like, what are those things that those good guys have to do? Is it like they have to gain more confidence, see their value, see their worth, so they won't get caught up in relationships like that? Hell yeah. Like, I think society's always telling women, know your worth, know your worth, know your worth. But mm. we act like men aren't supposed to know their worth. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And people take issue when a man knows his worth. Men should know their worth just as much as a woman. And so you got to regain that confidence. You have to understand you have value here. You are just as important to this relationship as she is, all right? So just as you need to give to her, she needs to give to you. It's a two-way street. So I definitely think, and, and, and I think more importantly, 
You have to get to a point where you are not afraid if she walks away from you. Yeah, mm-hmm. The reality one. is that men, especially good men, get caught up in the fear of losing her. That they, they do everything in their power to keep her, not realizing that now, rather than losing her, you're losing yourself. Mm-hmm. All right? And here's the thing. Here's the crazy thing. In that dynamic... You're still going to lose her because now your lack of self-worth, your lack of self-respect becomes unattractive to her. Now, if you don't see your value, she ain't seeing it neither. You see what I'm saying? So now eventually she gets tired of you and she will leave you or it's going to become such an unhealthy situation that will inevitably lead to breakup. Sometimes the only reason that woman has not left is because she doesn't know how to leave you. Mm. Because I always say one of the worst positions to be in is to be with a great guy you're not in love with, all right, in regards to women. And this can happen to men too, but for women, because now how does she validate leaving this great guy even though she knows she's not in love with him? Mm. But unfortunately, you'll never get everything you need from her because she's not in love with you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And vice versa. So it you, you really have to... You got to remember your value, man. You got to know your worth. That's just really, really important for a man. And, and listen, if... if if you have low self-worth, you need to build yourself up. That's where you got to get to work. You got to start making some things happen. Give, give women something to respect about you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Being a man does not garner respect. You have to be a man with vision, a man with plan, a man that's about something. Your penis does not entitle you <laughs> to respect. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's just, it don't work that way, bro. Yeah, yeah I, feel, I feel like men should have that same confidence as rappers do in themselves. I'm the best rapper in the game. Yeah. Nobody can go bar for bar for me. Yeah. Like, if you leave me, you ain't going to find another better man than me. Yeah. Though, though you shouldn't say that. <laughs> you know, that's my favorite that's line. A, that's an unhealthy thing to say. I bring that line out when I need to. That's an unhealthy thing to say. But yes, you you can't be afraid to lose her. You yeah. can't, and, and don't get me wrong, that does not mean treat her like she's disposable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just means that never be so afraid to lose her that you now lose yourself that's in real. trying to keep yeah. her. So what are some clear signs a woman is respecting you into you? I feel like a lot of guys, like they know the signs hopefully by now that she's not into you and that she's unhealthy. What are some clear signs that like, yo, this girl is into you. She's, she's a keeper. Like these are some really positive things that you, you should be excited about. Uh, number one, she wants to do things for you. Again, women... Like laundry and washing dishes. <laughs> <laughs> I love this guy so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You probably had a girl throw her shoe at the screen right now. Oh, my like, God, Like, laundry, washing dishes. I mean, listen, not necessarily that, all right? Because uh, I'm not going to co-sign doing wife things when we're just dating. But no, she wants to do for you. She 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 wants to put a smile on your face. She's she's the woman who's considerate about you. So like, um, even if she goes out, she might see something that would look good on you. She might get it for you. You know what I'm saying? Or at least you know, like, I just feel like she's gonna want to do something. There's just this natural desire to want to give when a woman truly loves a man and is into that man. So I think that's number one. Number two, she wants to listen to you. You know, again. If this woman is always being combative, dismissing you, speaking over you, that's a bad sign. Mm-hmm. But when she wants to sit and listen to you, again, that doesn't mean you're her dictator and you rule over her. But when she is actively willing to listen and hear you out, then that is a sign that, yes, she's truly into you. You know what I'm saying? When she respects you in the way that she speaks to you, 
Again, you pay attention to a lot of these relationships. These women be talking all kinds of sideways to this what? dude. Can't do it. That's not respect. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now, granted, some situations are toxicity that was created by the man as well. But if you know you've been respectful to her, but she can't give you the same respect in return, that's a problem. So when she can be respectful of you, that is also a sign that she is into you. Um, and I think just her willingness to support and believe in you is a big thing. Again, I, I'm, I have come to the belief that a relationship cannot succeed if the woman does not look up to the man, mm. all right? And again, that doesn't mean she views him as you, you are greater than me, so to speak, um, or anything like that, or I'm less than, or you have, you know, whatever, but she reveres him. She highly respects him, you know what I'm saying? And so this is why, again, it's so important for men to establish something in their life first. You got to give her something to respect. You got to give her something to revere. Without that, you can't just expect her to just hand it to you. It don't work like that. Mm -hmm. But when she has that, you know what I'm saying, and holds you in high regard, then that is a clear sign. So uh, again, she can be supportive of you. Because it's hard to be supportive of a man when you have a track record of, of trash. Mm -hmm. When you have a track record of you've done nothing in your life. Now, some women will still try. Uh, and I don't necessarily condone it, but they will still try a lot of times. But as a man, when you can have at least something that shows I've done for myself, now it is easier for her to support your new venture, that next thing you want to make happen. Because she's like, all right, well, he's already made things happen, so let me throw my support behind him. And she actually believes in who you are. Mm. Yeah, that was a big quality, man. You got to look for those. And now, going to women, mm -hmm. I was some of the things that if they need to see that guys are into them? Like, how would he act? How would he respect her? How would he would treat her? So, um, number one, and, I, and, and let me just be clear. The, these signs are not... Even when I give some of these signs, there are some situations where a dude could do some of these things and he still ain't for you, all right? But they, are, they still have to be there. Like, if they're there, it's not 100% guarantee that he is, but if they're not there, guarantee he's not, gotcha. all right? So... So one thing is always that the man gives you his time. I think that if this is about to be hilarious. <laughs> Stefan, can you explain what you mean by time? Let's say a guy was busy and working and he got things going on. Let's make sure we're clear about what time means. Well, I mean, I mean that he's willing to give that woman his time. I just feel like this, like any man could spend money. Money isn't a greater, as great of an indicator of real interest as time is. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Now, granted, a man who's about something in his life yes, doesn't yes. have an abundance yes, of time yes, to yes, give. Yes, yes, and yes, yes. so this is why it's tricky because, again, if a dude has nothing going on for himself, he got all the time in the world to give you, all right? So it can become very deceptive because he will give you 10, 12 hours of his day because he ain't got nothing else going on. Whereas the dude who's busy and trying to make things happen, he may only have three, four hours of his day to give you hell. He may only have th 10 hours of the week sometimes yeah, to give yeah. you, depending on what's going on. But so understand that in that dynamic, he's still giving you a chunk of his valuable time. Yeah. You see, so the, the, so the bum on the couch, he's not giving you value time because mm. he has plenty of it. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's not worth much to him. Yeah. So it's easy. But to the guy who's actually doing stuff, and, and again, Hopefully, the women are only entertaining or will only entertain a man who has something going on in his life. Yeah. 
when he gives you time, there's more value there. Yeah. All right? So I do believe that in a general sense, time is a greater indicator of genuine interest than money is. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Uh, but again, it doesn't stand alone. Uh, number two is how he's respective of your feelings. So to me, that, that is one of the greatest indicators of how serious a man is about you is when you can tell him how you feel and he hears you out and is trying to work on fixing it. Men who are not serious about you, men who just want to sleep with you, they're going to dismiss it. They're going to deflect. They're going to turn the tables on you. They're going to th make you think you're crazy, gaslight you, whatever. But a dude who's serious wants to hear you out and wants to at least try to see how we can make this better. And so for women listening to this, the key is you got to tell them how you feel. You can't expect him to guess and just know on his own. Mm -hmm. You got to say, this is the problem. Express yourself in a calm, loving manner. And if he's serious about you, he will hear you out. Um, number three, he's willing to commit to you. So a lot of these women, they five months, seven months, two years, 10 years, no real commitment. Yeah. Like, what are we doing here? A man who is serious about a relationship will want to commit. Granted, Various situations have different dynamics, and it's not about specific amount of time. Like three months in one situation is not the same three months in another situation. Mm -hmm. Because with one side, it might be, yo, we talked a lot in that three months, so we should know what we have here and what we want to do. The other person, yo, we talked here and there. We haven't really gotten a chance to see each other. There may be a little bit more time necessary before we can make this official. So it can vary, but ultimately, the man who's serious is willing to give that woman commitment. You know what I'm saying? And is willing to see a future with that woman. Can he show you how he's looking at us, me and you, you him and that, and, and that woman, down the line? Or is he just caught up in, let's just go with the moment, let's just go with the flow, let's not worry about all that? Mm. That's a red flag right there. No, and and I and I really I really enjoy that because. Uh, man, I just think with, because a lot of guys don't have dads in their life and they don't have a lot of these masculine role models, all these things they're oblivious to. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's why I feel like people love AMS's content. People are loving Kevin. People are loving our show because a lot of guys, these things that are like common sense, they're, like it's, they're oblivious to it. They're like, wow, I didn't know that you should be expecting this or you should be desiring this. And so there's like this really interesting conversation going on right now about like being a high value man. Right. And a lot of men have been really aspiring it. You know, Chris's thing is about being high value, high character. So all this conversation about being a high value man. In your opinion, what would you define as a high value man? <laughs> <laughs> what would I define as a high value man? That a man should aspire to be like. Like this is like the the standard, the golden standard of masculinity. Okay. Um, one, I would say being of good health, being in good health. All right. A lot of men's health is poor. You to me, you can't be high value and you have bad health. All right. And when I say as far as outside of like random stuff, just getting you out of your control, I'm talking about you not taking care of yourself physically. So I think being of good health, I think being of a, a good level of intelligence. All right. And again, it goes back to being able to have a conversation. High value men can hold conversations, period. You know what I'm saying? I don't think you can call someone high value and they don't know how to talk to people yeah. regardless. So one, being able to have a conversation and being good at communication to a certain extent. 
um, as part of high-value men. Definitely financial stability. I, I'm not a believer that a high-value man has to be rich, yeah. so to speak. But you gotta be able to you gotta be able to pay your own bills at the very least. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you gotta, what is financial stability to you? Well, again, we have to understand that financial stability will vary depending on where you live and the lifestyle you're trying to live. Yeah. All right. So a man can be making over six figures and he's still not financially stable because he he's overextended himself with the house he may have bought, with his cars, whatever the case may be. He got a lot of debt. So he doesn't have true financial stability because if something goes wrong, he can't handle it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? He still might be asking someone to borrow $10 because he got to wait for his check to hit. You know what I'm saying? That's not financial stability. (laughs) So to me, it's about living at a level where, again, you can comfortably pay your bills, all right, and you can comfortably save a little bit of money. That's it. So if you're making, let's say, $60,000 and you live in, I, I'm, I don't know how it is there, but I'm going to assume, Alabama, mm-hmm. all right? From my understanding, real estate there is super low. So 60 can go really far. Yeah. Now, if you buy a house that is of, you know, modest means, you have a modest car, whatever, or even if you have a nice car, but you've done it all within a budget that still allows you to pay things comfortably and still put a little to the side, to me, you're stable. Yeah. You're good. And, and to me, that's what a man should strive for. You don't have to... Because everybody ain't going to be six figures. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Everybody ain't going to be a millionaire. I, I think that's a, that's a bit unrealistic to put that as, yo, you got to reach that to be, at least, again, from my perspective, uh, being a, high, a, a, a stable, good, desirable man. You just need stability. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I would define it. I just think a lot of men, a lot of people have mismanaged their money are living too above their means, and that's why we're seeing a lack of financial stability regardless of where your income level is. Hmm. So that's, those are the only things? Health? No, so health, uh, uh, being able to hold conversation and, and being of a level of good intelligence, uh, financial stability. Um, I, I do think, for me, spirituality is big. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now, that, that may not be for everybody. But my version of a high-value man has a relationship with God. You know what I'm saying? And is connected. Because I, I feel like everything else will work out better or fall into proper alignment when you have that relationship with God. Not to mention that you could be a high-value man and get a lot of women after you, but then choose the wrong woman. Yeah. And so having that relationship with God will help keep you from getting caught up with the wrong individuals, the wrong women. So to me, that's an uh, extremely important part. And again, I, I said spirituality, not specific religion, um, because it's just that relationship with God. It's not about, you know, doing things the way other people of faith may do them. It's about, do you talk to God? Do you listen to God? Do you seek God? If you have that in your life and you make God a priority, then you are of high value. You've, you've added to the high value resume as far as I'm concerned. So And so overall, it's developing your character. Your mm-hmm. character has to be high value. You know what I'm saying? Above anything else. Because a man of strong character is a man who will be able to achieve financial stability. He will be able to achieve great communication and a level of intelligence. He'll be able to connect with God. You see what I'm saying? Like everything else can happen when your character is right. So I believe as a man, you got to start there. And again, if if you, if you have bad character, it's probably because you haven't healed from something. Mm. Yeah, because that's what, what Fee's mentioned before: high character, high value. So, what do you think are some of those character traits that men need to have in order to become high value? Well, again, you gotta be confident. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, you got to be assertive. All right? You, you have to be able to be decisive and make decisions. And, you know, being indecisive can create like an anchor in your life. You ever had a situation where you're dwelling on what to do and it could go on for days and it just weighs you down. And then when you finally decide what you're going to do, it's like the weight is lifted mm. and you feel so much better. So as a man, I think a lot of people, they, they're not making decisions quick enough. Whatever it is, you got to figure it out. Are we moving here? Are we doing this? Because also when you get in a relationship, it don't look good when you're an indecisive man. Very true. The, the woman don't want the man who don't know how to make a damn decision. You know what I'm saying? You've got to figure that out. So by becoming decisive in your own life as a single man will translate very well when you're in a relationship. So being decisive, being assertive, being confident. Um, I mean, those would be the, the main things. Being a good person. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, you, you don't have to be, an excuse my language, an asshole to be masculine. You know what I'm saying? You can be a good, kind-hearted, loving man and still be assertive, confident. You ain't going to let nobody, you know, punk you. You know what I'm saying? There's a difference. So I think you, you got to combine it. And that's, to me, I, I, that brings me to this point. You really want to be high value? You have to conv- combine the qualities of good man and asshole together. Mm. All right? Hood Jesus. That, <laughs> that, to me, is the ultimate man. Because let's think about it. The, the asshole can be very, even sometimes it's arrogant. He's very confident. Mm-hmm. All right. He don't take nobody's BS. He's gonna be a lot more assertive, a lot more bold. He's gonna be a lot more decisive. You need those qualities. You know what I'm saying? But you need the good part. You need to be loving, caring, compassionate. You know what I'm saying? You gotta learn how to tap into your feminine side when you're in a relationship or when you're dealing with people. And you got to combine those things. The dudes who are losing in life are one or the other. Mm. They're either too nice or they're too much of an asshole. Mm. You see what I'm saying? And so now, again, you might get a lot of women as the asshole, but then you're going to have a lot of toxic relationships. Mm. You're not going to be happy. You're not going to be at peace. If you're just the nice guy, you're going to get overlooked. You know what I'm saying? Life is not going to give you what you're looking for. But when you combine those two things, it's a wrap, bro. It's a wrap. <laughs> it's a wrap. You got it. Yeah. It's done. Yeah, wrap it up, too, <laughs> guys. Yeah, no, man. I, I love that. And that's why I brought you here because, like I said, so many men need that guidance. So many men need that instruction. So many men just, you know, want to really just grow and blossom. And, and that's what this channel is for, just helping men be the best version of themselves, you know, emotionally, physically, spiritually, and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. And we can't have a conversation about men without talking about the Tatianas. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta talk about the Tatianas because I know Chris said he wanted to talk about you know some of the <laughs> new videos and his song, and a lot of guys are like, yo, they feel like the culture of women is changing. But I personally don't feel safe <laughs> on YouTube to have this conversation. So what we're going to go ahead and do, everyone rock with us on Patreon, we're going to continue this conversation because we want to talk about what we're seeing going on in the culture of women and how things are changing. I want to keep Stefan safe <laughs> cancel culture. So we're going to go ahead and head over to Patreon and continue this conversation. But for those who unfortunately won't be be taking part in this conversation. What is the closest message you'd like to give to men and women who have listened to this episode? Work on yourself. But when I say work on yourself, really work on yourself. We hear it all the time. 
and people are claiming that they're doing that, but they're not. You know what I'm saying? So working on yourself means identify your flaws and start fixing them. Talk to people. Talk Hell, if you're friends with any exes, ask them, what was the issue in our relationship? Mm. What were some things you felt I could have done better? Talk to your family, your friends. Really get honest, constructive criticism. Stop being offended mm. by people telling you that something was wrong with you. We've all had things wrong with us at some point in our lives. Some people have now corrected them and gotten better, and some people still dwell in them. Mm. So I think if we're willing to be open to that criticism... Take it and now say, okay, here's what I need to be working on for the next six months, year, or whatever. You're going to see great results in your life. I love it. Love it. Anything you got, Chris, in closing? Nah, man. High character, high value. That's there it. There you go. We love it, guys. So don't forget, guys, my last episode of my series, Lessons I Wish My Big Brother Taught Me About Women, will be dropping this Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're about to go ahead and hop over to Patreon to get the uncut, the real podcast. <laughs> so make sure you guys go ahead and sign up for Patreon. Link is in the description and also pin in the comments. My name is Afis. Chris is the show, baby. And we're joined by... Stefan Speaks, Stefan Labosier. And we are the roommates and... Dag up, Stefan. <laughs> I am concerned. I am worried about my fellow brothers. I have anxiety about this. The